0: I don't need help. I'm not in an abusive relationship. This is just how it is for us. It's a lie we tell ourselves, one that many in abusive relationships repeat until they believe it. But there's hope. Welcome to I'm Not In An Abusive Relationship, a podcast about surviving domestic and sexual violence. This show is about hope. You will hear from survivors of abuse, and their stories may sound familiar. They may even inspire hope. Our goal is to connect with others in these toxic relationships to offer that hope and with supporters of our mission, anyone willing to help get rid of abuse in our culture. We also talk with the experts in the field, from the officers on the front lines of domestic abuse calls to the therapists and advocates helping survivors navigate this complicated road of recovery. If you're in need of help, please visit our website or call our 24/7 hotline, 800-828-2023. And if this is an emergency and you need help immediately, please call nine one one. Welcome back to I'm Not In an Abusive Relationship. I am your host Dan, and I am joined today by a special guest uh, who has some some I believe some amazing things to offer us. And so I'm excited to get into this. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce you, Lois, and I'm gonna let you say hi. But I want to read. I love this bio that you sent me. This really says everything. Um, Lois Hollis. Uh, who is an RN, by the way, and other abbreviations. So you are educated. Uh, Lois is a shame-guilt educator, a counselor, a filmmaker, uh, who shifts our opinion on the taboo subject, shame and guilt. And I'm really curious too, by the way, Lois, about shame and guilt versus shame guilt. So we'll get into that. Um, You've got quite an extensive uh, career, 50 years experience in health, 15 years researching and counseling, uh, bringing new knowledge of these misunderstood conditions to help release us from shame and guilt. And you have a new film that's in production right now called I'm Good. So we're talking about all of that and some books as well. So Lois Hollis is joining me. Lois, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the privilege and the um, helping me to help others.
0: That's that, that is our mission for sure. So, yeah. Now, when we received... Uh, an email connecting us, you mentioned in there something that, that hit me as to why we're talking today. You said that I have healed from severe childhood abuse of broken bones, head traumas, et cetera. And then now you're offering a new approach or rather the truth about these dangerous conditions. So the fact that you've gone through this and you're now offering that help for others really struck me. Um, so let's talk a little bit about just briefly, you said you've got childhood abuse and trauma how has that shaped what you do now, now today?
1: Well, I came into my my profession, shame guilt educator, came to me. It isn't like I was 20 years old and what are your goals? <laughs> it yeah. found me. And when I healed, people, people just came to me, flocked to mm-hmm. me. And so I feel like this is a universal dictate for me but I'm 77. So I've had a lot of experiences and looking back on my life, I've seen that I've been a trailblazer. Mm -hmm. And I think a trailblazer doesn't realize they're a trailblazer. They just do things because they need to be done. Um, I developed the first kidney hemodialysis unit in the country in the 60s. And I uh, got into holistic health uh, somewhere around the 70s, um, 80s before it was like a thing to do, even though I have four MDs in the family, uh, so forth and so on. So the fact that I'm doing shame, guilt as its own study mm-hmm. doesn't affect me because it's like I, don't, I just can't believe nobody has ever done that. So if nobody did it, then I got to do it.
0: Yeah, I love I love that attitude. So let's talk a little bit about shame guilt. I I think so. My perspective is this. And I've had several conversations with survivors, uh, some other counselors and stuff that have given me information. And my perspective is this: I believe that so many victims in the middle of what they're going through, or survivors afterward, deal with shame and guilt. They're ashamed that they got taken by an abuser. They feel guilty they didn't leave earlier, or maybe they feel guilty when they leave. So the shame and guilt going around is is a big deal, and it's very harmful to their yes. mind their body is that the same thing as what you call shame guilt
1: yes it is um if we want to um digress a little bit i didn't know i was abused until i was 50 i just wow. kept on going and going and going because of my spirit and as you know that if you don't handle childhood abuse adult abuse or wherever the abuse is it comes back to you and haunts you Mm -hmm. and that's what happens in the 50s I collapsed because of the physical traumas that I had the broken jaws and the head traumas I couldn't understand why I couldn't go outside in the daytime I, I had such severe traumas that I had to shop at night. Thank God the stores were open at night.
0: Mm,
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> it's like, I can't go outside. I have such severe headaches. I had migraine headaches for 30 years. Wow. And that took some uh, toll on my body because I had to take some medication for it because I had to raise three children. Mm. And I didn't see myself living long because the doctors told me there's no way I could live that longer than I am at 50 because of the severe liver disease and the kidney dysfunction and the brain dysfunction that I was working with. I had severe scoliosis. I was bent over like 35, 45 degree angle and therefore my lungs were collapsing. So yes, they were right. Um, What started all this was um, I found a chiropractor shaman healer person Uh, in the West Coast, I lived on the East Coast and he said he could help me. And I was like, yeah, sure, right. (laughs) And everybody says you're dying, yeah. So I said, you know what, what do I have to lose? So I I moved to the West Coast to be with this person and he was able to adjust my body so that my heart healed from a leaky valve and my lungs started opening up because I began to be straighter and uh, the head traumas were alleviated because he was able to connect that to my spine. That's a whole nother story. But as you know, my physical body was getting better. But hey, you got to do the emotional work. Mm -hmm. and uh, someone I was in counseling sessions and I did counseling and counseling, but I came to a point where it's like, I'm, I don't have to, I don't want to commit suicide anymore, but I'm not happy. And I Mm -hmm. think we all know about that place. It's like, okay, but I'm not really, I'm not really uh, thriving here. Mm -hmm. And then somebody in the group said, Lois, what do you do about shame? And I went, ah, what an odd word. Mm -hmm. Uh, Never thought about it. And so I have a detective kind of mind. <laughs> so I got to kind of find out why, what, that's just me. And so I went to the library. We didn't have internet in the, at that time. <laughs> sure. And the only thing I could find was jo- John Bradshaw's book. And I think everybody is aware of his work where he said, shame is a sickness of the soul. And uh, through my workings of my own life, I came to understand that I had a near-death experience in my childhood. I don't know when, seven or eight years old, something like that. So I was always used to getting new information. Maybe that's why I'm a trailblazer. I don't know. I guess the dot. The the, 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 the bottom line is somehow I'm able to get information that's not available, and I'm to bring it into fruition so anyway I was studying this and studying this and then I was working with clients at the time because I was doing the interpersonal work meaning like you talk to the inner parts of you I decided that I was tired of talking to therapists about me Mm -hmm. I decided to talk to me instead of therapist I said hi to depression how are you I said hi to anxiety how are you and then they start talking back to me And that's how the first film came. I taught people how to talk within themselves. And when depression healed, anxiety healed, I started to heal. Like I just couldn't talk to Lois. Lois, you can't eat this, or you, Lois, you got to do this. You, Lois, you got to love yourself. Well, if you don't say how, it gets more frustrating. Mm -hmm. And I, I taught myself to talk to myself because then I had someone to love. I mm-hmm. had my depression part to love. I had me at 10 years old to love. I had me at five years old to love. And then I made friends with the inner critic. Mm-hmm. And that was the beginning of the work that I'm doing today. Mm-hmm. Because I found out that the inner critic is the shame guilt producer. Like, mm-hmm. duh, I went to the CEO of the company.
0: <laughs> there you go.
1: So, um I was so excited because I didn't have to go to therapy for depression or anxiety. I mean, the way I looked at it, I would die before I'd be well. Mm-hmm. Because I wasn't much making much progress. I'm not talking years. And, you know, if you have to go to years and years and years of therapy and you're not really making it, you're, you're going to be dead before you're well. So I was like, if I only could get rid of shame, guilt, everything else would go away. What a concept. So I came to learn that shame's in the unconscious mind and guilt's in the conscious mind. But it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. Now, that's really important to know because we get stuck. Shame is bad, guilt is good. We need guilt to become moral. No, you don't. You just do it because it's the right thing to do. But we're just, do you see how it makes us? Okay, as a nurse, This is how the medical field works. If you have a bacteria in your brain, they call it meningitis. Okay. If you have the same bacteria in your stomach, they call it gastritis. If you have the same bacteria in your lungs, they call it pneumonia. Mm -hmm. If you have the same bacteria in your liver, they call it hepatitis. Okay. Do you see where I'm going with this? Yeah, yeah. Very natural for someone to label shame, guilt, energy as shame in the brain, in the unconscious and guilt in the conscious mind. But it's the same thing. Okay. And I've come to learn that love, we all know about love, Mm -hmm. how love comes into us. Now, what does love energy do to us?
0: Well, it heals us and gives
1: gives us us joy and compassion and um, self-esteem, confidence. Mm -hmm. It's got like, what, 20 or 30 feelings, Mm -hmm. you know, but it all comes from what? The love energy.
0: Yeah.
1: Which is beautiful.
0: Absolutely. And
1: and that's what, who we are. We're humanity is love. However, we have shame, guilt, energy that comes to us also Mm. energy which is negative which is destructive and it is not of humanity Mm. love belongs to us shame guilt energy does not belong to us Mm. now what does shame guilt energy do to us shame guilt energy is like a disruptive energy what happens to your computer when you get a virus?
0: Oh, lots of bad yeah, stuff. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. You know, let's not talk about it, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it brings back bad memories. I have to take some chocolate on that one. <laughs> there you go. Shame, guilt, energy is negative, destructive energy that comes into our human being. As you know, humans have a crystalline structure we have ley lines we are a computer and i think that has been realized now in in society that we have a computer yeah. type functioning mm-hmm. so the negative energy of shame guilt coming into us disrupts us like a computer virus mm. And it's not, it not only goes to Microsoft Word, it goes to email, it goes to your files, it goes every place. It's not not very friendly, it destroys everything. And that's what shame guilt energy does to us. Shame guilt energy turns our positive emotions to negative ones, like compassion turns to depression. So interesting. Intuition comes to anxiety.
0: Okay.
1: Your passion turns to anger.
0: Hmm. So each of those good things can be turned bad by the virus. Is what it is. You're saying
1: exactly. Yeah. So, da. Am I mm-hmm. going to sit there and talk to my depression and do all this stuff? Would it be interesting to get rid of the shame guilt energy that's in me? So my emotions can turn back to positive because emotions are yin-yang. They have a positive orientation and a negative. And that's not new information. Yeah. Debbie Ford brought that through, uh, I don't know, like 30, 40 years ago. But I'm bringing it forward a little bit more to show you why they change. Mm-hmm.
0: So if if the virus, like to go back to the virus protection... Sure you know, uh, metaphor, if we have virus protection on our computers, how do we do that for ourselves? Then, if survivors and victims in the middle of this are, are thinking, that sounds like me, I want to be able to talk to my depression. I want, you know, everybody needs to find their own path. For some, it's definitely therapy and counseling. You went through some of that, you decided then to find a different uh,
1: path. A deeper way. It's deeper. But, yeah. Therapy is good. It goes first base. It gets you out of the dugout, but it yeah. doesn't bring you to a home run. Unless you do this kind of work. So I'm just like taking people home.
0: Yeah. Awesome. So so what is that virus protection then? If we can give virus protection for our computers, what do we do for our our human computers?
1: Okay. The first thing to do is education. And that's what I'm doing right now. I'm Mm -hmm. changing your perspective. Shame, guilt is an energy. It does not belong to you. Mm. Don't say my shame, my guilt. It's not to be owned. Mm. Don't say, oh, it's such a shame that's raining today. I can't go on a picnic. We don't use the word shame or guilt because we don't want to call it forward into us. Mm. Now in therapy and all, we do this. You know, this is fine. But in normal life, shame, guilt is an energy that doesn't belong to us. And it what it has done is made humanity stupid. It's brought us down mm-hmm. you know the the um I can send this to you the Steve Hawkins Dr. Hawkins made um, a list of the consciousness of humanity where joy and happiness is seven hundred, and shame is the lowest vibration that humanity can survive. Mm. whoa, wow. So why do you keep, oh, I want to be happy. I want to be joyful. I want to be happy. I want to be successful. Well, that's all great. But if you keep having shame pulling you down, it sounds like you got a heck of a backpack when you're climbing up Mount Everest. I'd mm. like to get rid of that backpack.
0: Amen. <laughs> hey, we all need to get rid of that backpack. We don't own it. Give it, give it away, right?
1: Give it back to its owner. Mm. You know, and this is where the first thing is education. Mm-hmm. And so I'm telling people... It's a, it, it is possible. It's doable, but it's, you're changing your mind. So it's like so exciting because you can really get rid of this negative energy that doesn't belong to you. And you say, well, Lois, you know, that shame, guilt energy is so strong. You know, it takes over my love. It takes over things. I can go down the, the, deep hole of suicide so easily yeah and i can say that too because i've been in that hole so what i want to do is help people don't go down the hole by talking to your emotions instead of acknowledging shame guilt so that's that's where you need to help separate yourself and say, oh, that's bad. That's not good. I'll deal with that later. Let me talk to my emotions. Let me deal with myself. I'm not dealing with shame, guilt energy. Hmm. Now, I don't feel good enough. Okay, you can write to, I don't feel good. You don't can write, but you don't, you know, shame, guilt is over there. Now, why is shame, guilt so tenacious? I think we all can agree on that one.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Doesn't want to let go.
1: It's like an octopus. Yeah. Okay. Now, the reason is shame, guilt is sort of like a parasitic uh, energy, and it needs our light, our human energy to survive. We don't need it. It needs us. Now, people can believe me or not, or we can go into that, but you just have to know. Humanity doesn't need shame, guilt to evolve. Shame, guilt, energy needs us, but we don't need it. so if you can just hold that in your mind and say, whatever that is, I don't need it. It needs me, but I don't need it. So I have the ability to kick it out of my life. Mm. There's no good shame and there's no good guilt because a lot of people say, oh, we need shame. We need guilt to be moral. Wow, that is not the truth.
0: Yeah, I've I've heard that said in different circles that guilt, you know, guilt is what we what tells us something is wrong. and Then shame is what we hold on to, and it makes us bitter. So guilt is okay, but shame is bad. But what you're saying, Lois, is it's the same thing. It's two sides of the same coin.
1: There's no healthy poison.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's good. That's good. There's no healthy poison. what, so what is it instead of like instead of guilt telling us that something is wrong or or immoral or whatever, what is it instead that we should be labeling that like that moral compass?
1: I, my inner critic, can we talk? Hmm. OK, hmm. that's what we have to work with. And our inner critic is our friend. But you know what? He's living in 1930 or 1940 when we were a little kid and we needed protection. Heck, we're in 2021. So we have to time travel and say, hey, whatever his name in mind, the name of my inner critic is King. So I went, hi, who are you? And he says, my name is King and I take care of you and you're stupid. Oh, thank you so much for talking to me. (laughs) Um, How can we work together? Oh, we don't work together. You're stupid, I'm smart. You know, so it's that type of, you're the ambassador. And then you say to the king, oh, would you like more power? And they go, yeah, well, if you work with me, we can have more power. So my king, my inner critic goes around the globe, finding podcasts for me instead of holding me victim.
0: I like that. I like that.
1: So, but that didn't happen in an hour. You know, right. it took a couple of weeks, but, you know, you, you're working to, you don't tell the inner critic to shut up. Everybody says you got to shut it up. Well, you know, if we want to become friends, you and I, and you say something I don't like, I don't tell you shut up and I never want to talk to you. I say, okay, how can we work this out? Yeah. How can, we cannot cut our, something out of us. We can cut shame Guild out but we can't cut out the inner critic there's a difference people think people do not know there's a difference between shame guilt energy and the inner critic
0: hmm. so so the inner critic is the 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 moral compass the keeping yes. us but shame yes. guilt is the poison that we then put into ourselves and we that take the on shame, that is shame guilt
1: to. that the, that the inner critic was taught have we not taught if you don't do this right, God's going to punish you? Have you sure. not been taught? I mean, I was taught that I was stupid and dumb because i had dyslexia and, ear and center, had all these brain dramas. I couldn't read hmm. because the words kept on moving and hmm. I was so dyslexic. I mean, seriously, they yeah. threw me out of first grade. Wow. Um, now that's pretty interesting talking about shame, and guilt.
0: <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's a whole nother story. And I stuttered for years. So I had a lot of shame to Mm -hmm. acknowledge and work with, but shame has one defect.
0: What's that
1: detection? Mm. It dissolves in detection. So now Mm. is that why the truth is so important. We got you. We don't need you. And in defense of the inner critic, he was only trained to keep you in protection with shame guilt. Because how did our society teach you? How did the government teach you? How did your church teach you? How did your parents teach you? How did the boy kids teach you? We only been we've been taught love, of course, but we've been taught a, a bucket load of shame.
0: Yeah, and absolutely. Gill.
1: And we all acknowledge that. Yeah. But we can get rid of it because now we can see it.
0: Shine a light on that shadow, right? And it goes away.
1: Exactly. And like it that. dissolves in detection. And that's why shame guilt was kept the secret for those who do not want us to evolve. Mm-hmm. Another long story. But yeah. we yeah. are captains of our own ship.
0: So uh, I, I love this. It's so interesting. I like the reframing, the mindset shift. Um, so tell me a little bit about the film I'm Good. What are you? How are you using this medium to tell this story?
1: I am making shame, guilt visible. Mm-hmm. I I see it. I can, you know, not like, but I, you know, see, feel it, maybe because that's just the way my life is. But I see it and I show visually how it comes into us as opposed to the beautiful love, golden light that comes into us and it shows how it affects our emotions, turns them from negative, from positive. We already are positive. We already have compassion. We, we don't have to get any more compassionate. We don't have to get any more um, sympathetic um, or resilient. We are humans. We have it all. It's just that it got turned to the, the doll was turned negative, <laughs> And we just got to turn the dial back to positive.
0: And there's a whole, like the, in some of the content that you have, there's a whole list of like 50 different negative emotions that, that develop out of our positive when shame, guilt is in control. So i um, very interested to see how that, how that film comes out uh, once it's out of production. Um, yeah, so good.
1: And then uh, also have a, um, a talk of the inner critic how I talk to the inner critic and inner critic talks to me. And mm-hmm. so it's kind of a fun thing. And this is what you do. You talk to your inner critic because yeah. he's the shame, guilt producer. Why would you not go to the CEO of yourself?
0: Yeah, that's good. So what what is the, I'm going to say this, and maybe it's a question too, but it sounds like, you know, when people are in that shame, guilt cycle, that swamp, uh, there is hope talking to your inner critic, naming the emotions, talking to those, um, but not owning the shame guilt. You know, you said earlier, Lois, uh, the first level is therapy and counseling, and then go deeper with like this kind of work. There's hope. What kind of hope do you like to tell people when they're in this? And and like, is there, is there a nugget that you offer them to give them to hold on to?
1: Writing is the best because it tends to get you out of the mind cycle of not good enough. So the nugget is high depression, high sadness, high I want to give up, high I want to be. It doesn't matter what you talk to. You talk to anything that's you feel.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because when you're in shame guilt, I feel horrible. I, fear is shame. Fear okay. is double shame fear locks your whole body and system now what i have done and what i do offer is a buddy system let's say like you and me we're like buddies Mm -hmm. and we're shame guilt buddies and you're like ah i fell down the hole i can't get out and you would say lois remember you can talk to your emotions oh i forgot because shame guilt makes us forget Okay, it's shame, guilt, energy is an eraser. Okay, it erases your feelings of being good enough or being connected to God, being a human, being a loving. It erases you. Hmm. So therefore, you need another person to say, hey, Lois, like, 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 um, um, AA, they have a sponsor they call Mm -hmm. when they're in need and this has been very helpful because I couldn't see the shame guilt in me but my friend could say oh Lois you shamed yourself I did oh oh thank you because we can't see it because it's an eraser because it's 99% all over us but that doesn't mean we don't start somewhere we got to start somewhere yeah because this is not going the right way Mm -hmm. so get yourself a shame guilt buddy I help people to you know join that and then they're good for forever you know if they mm. want to keep talking and being but it's yeah. very helpful to have that camaraderie with another person who knows you and you can call them at eight o'clock and i say i can't get out of this shame hole mm. and then you say oh how are you feeling i just feel mad okay can I talk to your madness? Hi, madness. How are you? What do you need to say? Oh, I'm a four-year-old. They can't talk. And they just got hit and whipped. And I can't go out to that baseball game. Ah, okay. Now we got something to work with.
0: Hmm. Hmm.
1: That's I love, what I do.
0: I love the simplicity of it. It's so, it feels like almost silly. It's so simple. And yet it's what we do anyway. We talk to our ourselves Self. or our friends. Like, yeah, that's so good. Um, And so if somebody wants to connect for that kind of a, of a connection and find a shame, guilt, uh, buddy, sponsor, as it were, uh, where do you send folks to connect with you, Lois? What's the easiest way to get in touch?
1: The best, best way is Lois My website, L O I S H O L L I S.com. Now in that, my website, I have two free books, one, is five hundred questions one answer? Hmm. That's five hundred. Remember, we don't know what shame guilt behavior is. We're all we're all hypnotized to it. So I'm in the group with you, and even though I've been doing this forever, so I show you five hundred ways how shame guilt is spoken to you. So how do you win a war?
0: Uh, s- small battles every day.
1: You learn about your enemy
0: oh okay there you go
1: right know thy enemy if you know your enemy you can what avoid it get Mm -hmm. rid of it so that's what i am i'm a teacher i teach you the shame guilt enemy and how it comes into your world and you go oh you're the enemy get out of here (laughs) i mean yes it's simple because it's normal Mm -hmm. i'm teaching people to self-heal I'm not saying never go to therapy or anything, but I'm just saying that this is what you can do yourself. And you can take yourself parts to therapy. Like I work with people that are bulimic and anorexic and they keep talking to, oh, Jane, you can to eat right, you can't They're talking to their own person. You gotta talk to the person, the four-year-old that's bulimic. Because hmm. you usually have one inside of you that's bulimic and one exit. And has anorexia, and they're fighting. Hmm. So wow. they're talk. You, you, you got to talk to yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I do it all day more- anyway. And, I might as well and make it healing. And it's a lot cheaper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I oh. guide people with session, and I'm teaching them how to talk to themselves. And then they go on their own and keep talking. And then a month later, they say, "Can you help me with this?" And so I'm a teacher. I'm a counselor, I'm a filmmaker, but I did a filmmaking because people couldn't see what I saw. Yeah.
0: And, and all of that is at loishollis.com. You can find uh, the social media connections there as well. There's a YouTube channel. I was poking through some of your videos there um, it's, and it's all linked uh, to loishollis.com. Lois, is there anything that I didn't ask that you want people to make sure they walk away with from this conversation?
1: If you are human, you can heal. And it's powerful. And I had three doctors said you won't live for another couple of years. And that was 50. And I'm 77. And I snow and I rollerblade with my uh, grandkids. And I s- love rollerblade. I just love rollerblade. That's so much fun. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's awesome. That's incredible.
1: But I couldn't do that at 50. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And we, I am using, I am not aging.
0: I love that. Well, Lois, thank you so much for taking time to bring some hope and healing to our our listeners. Uh, I wish you nothing but the best on this. I'm good. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Can I I mention one thing that makes sense to people? When you talk to yourself, like depression, anxiety, or whatever parts that need one to talk to you, I I was talking to like a 12 year old and uh, she was limping around. She's the one that carried the scoliosis. Now, when she healed, I didn't heal her, she healed. And the inner critic released the shame guilt from our personality. Mm. I received the 12-year-old energy from her into my body, and that's how I healed. Mm. Mm. When I healed the four-year-old that was beaten and abused, I received the four-year-old energy that was distant and turned to negative, turned to positive. I received the four-year-old positive energy. That's how I healed.
0: That's powerful.
1: It is powerful. And that's why yeah. you can heal because you bringing back the younger parts of yourself healed. Okay. Those, parts,
0: those parts are there. They make us up, right? I mean, in my forties, I know each stage makes up who I am today. So if I can give them healing, if they've been hurt.
1: They that come to you. Yeah. They're all in, see, they're in 1950 timeline, 1980, they're all in different timelines. So you say, hello, can you come visit me in 2021? It's really cool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, thank you so much for this conversation. This was really very interesting, very fun, um, educational. Uh, I enjoy, I enjoy your energy, uh, over zoom anyway, but, uh, but yeah, thank you very much. listeners. go to so Lois, Lois Hollis.com. So, um, Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to I'm Not in an Abusive Relationship. If these stories resonate with you and you need help, please visit our website, d a s a s m i dot org. That's d a s a s m i dot Or call our hotline at 800 828 2023. We are here to walk alongside you. Now, if you know someone who might benefit from our show, please share it. Social media, email, simply telling someone about it all help us spread the word and help us to combat domestic and sexual violence. We also welcome financial and volunteer support. That information is on our website. Thank you to the staff, volunteers, and board of directors at Domestic and Sexual Abuse Services. This podcast is produced with the help of a committee of dedicated advocates. Thank you to WBET Radio in Sturgis, Michigan for the use of their studio. This has been a podcast about surviving domestic and sexual violence and a production of Domestic and Sexual Abuse Services of Michigan.